Hewler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. What's going on, Steelers Nation Radio? It is high noon, I guess a few minutes late on a Monday afternoon. We're in our new studios, so right off the jump here, all right, before I do my intro, any of that stuff. Motsi and I, we are in our brand spanking new iHeartRadio studios, Arthur Motes. So that's why we're a little late getting on air today, okay? It's Christmas time, baby. Oh, Lord, I feel so special. Man, we sitting here in this extremely nice studio. Mm. Oh, my goodness. I mean, the light bulbs are extra fluorescent. I tell you what, the tabletops are extra tabley and toppy and shiny. These microphones, oh, my goodness. We sound crystal clear, ladies I, and gentlemen. I don't think I've ever sounded so good in my life, and, honestly. And, 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 and listen, I've been working with Wes for multiple years now, okay? I've seen him in his producer bag on numerous occasions. He has Ooh. never looked as professional I'm as having, he does right now. Wow. Yo. It's crazy the little things that we get, right? As bad as yesterday's performance was from the Steelers, and yep. as much as we were probably depressed last night and borderline sad driving into work this morning, it's something about when you come into that new spot, mm. that new crib, with these new bells and whistles, it just makes me feel like, you know what? Today gonna be a good day. Because <laughs> this studio is nice. Are you saying this is the pick-me-up we needed today? This, I was looking for that winning edge. Mm. I was looking for that small nugget to just help me, to help me be more cheerful, more filled with glee. And man, I tell you what, coming into this new studio, you know what, though? I got a bone to pick. Okay, hit me. All right. I'm having fun over here. If you could, I wish everyone could. I wish we had the cam. We do have streaming cameras, have cameras. in the studio. They're we not have, hooked up yet, but we have cameras. I am, I'm like a kid with a new toy over here. L- this listen, is awesome. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, it's getting really real in this studio. It's going to be one of those days. My only bone is this, and it's not even with you. It's with myself. Okay. So the whole time our fearless leader, Brian Laura Martini, was in here, I was trying to play it cool. I was like, you know what? I'm going to be real relaxed. I'm going to be coy. I ain't going to act like I'm too excited. You saw I tried to act like I was busy typing on my computer. I ain't typing nothing. I already did a show this morning. Like you said, I ain't worried about nothing. I'm good. But this whole time, I wrote down one thing. Ask Brian the credentials so I can get in the building by myself. Uh, And I let him walk out this room. And I was just so excited about everything else is in here that I still don't have access. So, Wes, I will continue to text you (laughs) when I get here just for old time's sake. I mean, it felt good sending the downstairs text. He was like on the way. I smiled a little bit. You know, but eventually I, I would like to be able to get into the building on my own every once in a while. Yeah, new you know, building. I, I totally forgot. I totally forgot. That was on me. That's a, that's a me problem. New building. We've been doing this together for four seasons yeah. now. Yeah. I think we can get you an access card. I, I would hope so. I think that y'all can see I'm here for the long haul. I'm not here for a, a, a short time. I'm here for a long time, you know. <laughs> Motsi, the optimism that we felt last week was not here for a long time. How's that for a transition? Ah, yes. Here you go. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's get right into this. And you guys know the drill. Uh, it is the Steelers Blitz on SNR. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler. Between the two of us, we've got a decade of NFL experience, a really good head of hair, a bunch of new microphones, and a sweet, sweet new studio here. You want to get involved uh, anytime today on the Steelers Blitz, you can tweet us at Wesley Euler at the Body 52. Duh. 
everybody. That is where we'll take your questions, comments, concerns, and reactions. Good news for all of our knuckleheads who have been asking about the phone lines for like two or three years now. We got phone lines in the new studio. Although, let's... Just give me a couple days first, all right? That's maybe too many moving parts. I was about to say, if you hop on them phone lines today, you are a bad mama jamma. Because I'm over here trying to figure out my situation. Yeah. And I ain't got no way near as much you got going on over there. Let's get our bearings first. And then later on in the week, maybe on Friday, we'll open up the phone lines. And instead of, uh, you know, just doing predictions all via Twitter, we can get some on the phones as well. But good things happening here on the studio. Or in the studio, I should say. Um, kind of the opposite of what happened to our Pittsburgh Steelers yesterday, Arthur Motes. This is kind of the <clears throat> most prevailing thought. I think. Hey, listen, we're in the fancy new studio here. You got a you got a mute button over there. All right. You well, see, you see know that the, cough button over there. Well, well, you know the thing that I realized is I never knew these buttons could work because in our old studio well, true, we work. had them buttons and they did not work. <laughs> so yeah, this really is like a new toy. <laughs> for, for, forgive me for not trusting that this car like a brand new car, right? Button. Like on the yeah. old car, the windows didn't work because the air I rem- conditioning was. I wonky. remember somebody telling me always assume that mic is hot because them buttons don't work. <laughs> so yeah, we're gonna have to learn. We're gonna have to relearn what we already knew. Moats, one thing that, that that I think the thing that I'm. Take I took away most from yesterday, maybe, is the best way to say this. I The Chiefs are a team, and we know we, they had their struggles earlier in the season, but the way that they've been playing the last two months, they are a team now that everyone's penciling into the Super Bowl. Yeah. Everyone's penciling into the AFC Championship once again, and it looks like, barring a miracle, you know, the, the road to the Super Bowl in the AFC is going to, for the fourth straight year, go through Arrowhead Stadium as, as they're going to have uh, a top seed. That is the team, the the hot, sexy, whatever word you want to use for it, pick to, to go to the Super Bowl out of the AFC, to win the Super Bowl right now for a lot of people. And you just weren't as the Steelers even in the same stratosphere as those guys yesterday. You, you weren't even honestly competitive. Like, I don't think that's being too critical. I think that's being realistic. And that, to me, like, I don't want to say that yesterday's game was a litmus test, but that is the cream of the crop of the league. That is a team that has been either in the Super Bowl or in the AFC Championship game for three straight years. They won a ring there in that process. We know the quarterback and the head coach and the pedigree that those guys have. And they obviously, like the Steelers, were dealing with some injuries and some COVID issues as well, too. But that was the biggest thing for me, is that that's a team that you have to be able to hang with, to play with, to at least give a game to. If you want to realistically sit here and talk about playoffs and expectations like that, they weren't even competitive. Yeah, and that was very unfortunate because, as we said, um, going down the stretch, right, these past couple of weeks, we said if they win two of these last four, they're fine. If they go three and one, that pretty much guarantees them being in. Well, they're still on par for all of that. It was just more so the demeanor and the manner in which they suffered this defeat because I don't think a lot of us necessarily had them winning if the Kansas City Chiefs were going to be fully healthy. We thought that, obviously, with – the COVID outbreak they were experiencing, that that would play in our favor largely, especially with the game remaining on Sunday. But as we saw, it wasn't even a Tyreek Hill show. It was the others that essentially broke our back continually. And I think that's largely why we do feel the way we feel right now. Because if we would have said that, hey, we're going to lose to the Chiefs, but we're going to lose by three. We're going to lose by seven. We would be very optimistic. We'd be very excited about it. And we would say, hey, you know what? We would say, you know what? We got Cleveland and Baltimore in these next two weeks. We're going to be completely fine. But from start to finish yesterday, that was not the case. From start to finish, we saw what? The same issues that have been plaguing us since the preseason. Yep. If we're being real about it, these are nothing new since the preseason blocking, 
in terms of run blocking, pass blocking, <laughs> consistency tackling. with your tackling, yep. ball placement with Ben, the turnovers, uh, keeping a lid on the defense, blown assignments, all of this stuff has been showing up. And we always dress it up differently. We say it nicely, different ways and stuff like that. <laughs> or we hit you with the, well, we got time. Or at least we won. At least we won. That was the other moniker, right? Or, Just win, baby. Or or it's like the Vikings week. Well, you know what? We didn't win, but you saw we came back. We would we would win if we had more time. I mean, that felt kind of good. But at the end of the day, the issues were still prevalent. The results were still the same. And here we are going to the last two games of the regular season, and we're still talking about the same things. That, to me, is probably the most disheartening of everything. Because if it's a new issue, I can live with that. You adjust to it. You adapt to it. You sure. say, you know what? They found a new hole. Cool. But they're doing the same things that the previous five teams have done, that we've seen the previous five games, like teams being able to run the ball on us, teams being able to dictate what we do offensively and defensively. Yep. Um, games where, all right, TJ's out there, but he's not healthy. And we see what it looks like. Hmm. Not good. Right. Not it, good. It, I mean, at times, Mahomes – you know, he's getting a, a manicure and a pedicure back there before he's throwing the ball. And it's just like, man, this, this this isn't okay, but this isn't new. We've seen this happen numerous times this season. We've seen how this team can react, and this is why it's so hard when we are talking about this team and making predictions for them because at one point we're like, what? <clears throat> man, I think this team could be really good. If you're talking second half of the Vikings game, if you're talking – Second half of the Titans game. If you're talking, even just at moments during that win streak yeah, earlier on in the season like, too, you're like, man, you know what? This team can figure it out. They can win like this. But then it's like, okay, is it going to be the team that showed up in the Bengals game? Is it going to be the team from the first half of that Vikings game? Like, we just never know. And yesterday, it was the latter. It was the the bad team that showed up. And instead of it being for a half or three quarters which we kept hearing Tony Romo allude to because, he, you know, he's experienced it before. Tony. Where we're like, yo, the game's over. And they're like, oh, wait a minute. It's not over. They've come back. But even with that, it's just like, man, it's almost comical to the sense that we have become numb to our slow starts. Yes. Think about that. Oh, we expect that. We're, we're down 23 zip, and we're like, bro, we got them right where we want them. Think about that. And, that, and that's like a legitimate feel. Even I'm a victim of it. I was feeling it yesterday. I'm like, oh, he missed that field goal for the halftime? Uh-oh. Here it is. This is how it all starts right here. <laughs> We've seen this before. I did not share in that optimism yesterday, but you're absolutely right. And <sighs> You ready for the update? You know I've been keeping on a running tally on Get this. Get me right. Get me right. Since week nine, that's the last time Monday Night Football against the Bears that the Steelers led at halftime. Mm-mm-mm. Five games, right? Five games in a row now? I think it's been more than that. Oh, no, no, no. You said leading at halftime. Since I was the, thinking yeah, about no. just scoring they in the first half. They haven't scored a touchdown <laughs> in, five, in five straight games. Right, and that's first since, since 1940. I, I had to get that little, you know. 1940. That's a long time. Long, long time. I mean, that was World War II time. That was seven years before the team officially became. They were 1933. I remember that. I see the hats. <laughs> just think about that, bro. Just think about that. That was Arthur Moat's real quick history lesson, maybe. I think that was before Pearl Harbor. Wow. And that's a day that will forever live in infamy. Because wasn't Pearl Harbor 1941? Quick Google check. It was 1941. I mean, look at me, history buff. Motsi, it's the longest they've gone without a first half touchdown since before Pearl Harbor. That's better than your Beatles one, too. I just want to throw it out that there. That might be better than my Beatles <laughs> might one. might be better than the Beatles I'll tell one, tell you bro. what, new, new studio, new showism. <laughs> I, they've been outscored since week nine in the first half. 
124 to 29. I mean. That's bad, bro. It's really bad. That's like Alabama against their opponents. Yeah. The Steelers ain't playing Bama every week. Nick Saban ain't walking through that door. It's just that. And you know what, Moats? I think that's the most. Like, it, it would be easy to say. And I think a lot of people are doing this. Oh, well, the offense, the offense, the offense, the offense. It's, I mean, man, they, it's not if you just suddenly waved your magic wand and the offensive line got better that all this team's problems would go away. I would agree with Don't that. Don't get me wrong. That would go a long way, and that feels like the issue at the top of the list. But that's it's like going grocery shopping for Thanksgiving yeah. and, and coming home with a turkey, and that's it. I yeah. mean, hey, maybe you got the big thing, but you, I just – it's two straight years now that this offense has been found out, you know, and kind of regressed and really struggled down the stretch when it mattered most. And and I think that is at the forefront of what everybody wants to discuss in Steeler land. But again, like I said, that's like that's far from the only problem. It's the biggest problem, but man, they got a lot of them. Yeah, 100%. And I do think you hit it right on the head with that being, like you said, the biggest problem, but not the only problem. It's not a one-all, fix-all. And that's part of the reason why when we've criticized and critiqued certain players this year especially on the offensive side it's like we don't put it all on Ben because it's not all on Ben no does Ben have his shortcomings and did yeah. they show up yesterday sure they did absolutely the, the throw to Ray Ray was bad yeah I mean it was, it was it was predetermined you could tell it was predetermined he yeah. threw it the give like fumbling the ball on the sack like that's one of those you just got to hold on to it we know you're getting hit you're getting sacked it's cool Hold on to the ball. Now, we can get on the old line for the pressure being on you, but I also look at coordinator and say, why put him in that position when you know a long developing play does not benefit this offensive line? Yes. Making them have to block longer. I mean, Correct. it's multiple issues. Every, everyone's got to take a bite it's of that multiple sandwich. issues, man. Yeah. And, and I do – I mean, I didn't want to jump into this right now. No, go for it. I'm going to just go ahead and do it, man. <clears throat> I'll start top down. I'll start coordinator first, then we'll go Ben, then we'll go O-line. I think those are probably the things that everyone wants to yeah. talk most about today. So here we pa- go. Part of my issue with Matt Canada right now, I know it's easy to just say, oh, he's terrible. He can't make calls. I don't necessarily agree with that because I have pointed out multiple times, both of us have, where he's made good calls situationally, schematically, guys been opening things like that. My biggest issue with him is at this stage in the season, you should have an understanding of your personnel. You should have an understanding you of – their strengths and their weaknesses. Case in point, uh, Chase Claypool is a good 50-50 ball, right? Throw it up to him. You, you feel confident about that. Ray Ray, Ray Ray McLeod, not so much, right? But why is it that it seems at times you feature Ray Ray in the passing attack when we know that that's probably not what he's best suited for? We think he's best suited as a return man and as a fourth or fifth receiver, right? We think that Deontay Claypool and James Washington are clearly better options, but it doesn't seem like that is reciprocated from Canada with some of these calls. That's the first thing with him. The second thing is I know people got on the fourth and one, the pitch. Oh, why would you call a pitch? First off, I don't have an issue with the pitch play. Really? My big This is my issue. My issue is the personnel grouping. Mm. You're running it out of a bunch formation. Okay, so you saw when I meet a bunch, three guys were together. It was Chase Claypool, it was Ray Ray McLeod, and I forgot who was the interior guy. I think it was a tight end. might have been Gentry. I think it was Gentry. But the problem is this. When you're running a crack toss like they're running, the onus goes on Chase Claypool and Ray Ray McLeod to make those seal blocks. Typically, that's Juju at the point and Chase Claypool off the ball, so now you got two big-body physical guys who can seal blockers off. Sure. Instead, how do they run it? They have Chase Claypool at the front who gets 
punched in the mouth. Then you got Ray Ray who gets folded up and ultimately trips Chase, uh, Chase as well. So now when you pull Chooks around the, the corner, one. now when you pull Chooks around the corner, he's never able to get vertical. You notice that, right? He's always, he has to go lateral, yes. which in turn forces Najee to go nat- uh, lateral. I don't hate the call because if you change the personnel, if that's Claypool on the outside and he's coming down to seal that block and maybe you have the Titan at the point, now it's a different. Now you have bigger body guys there to seal. Now you got Chooks pulling around, getting downhill versus staying lateral. Now Najee is able to get his shoulders facing north and south versus facing laterally. Like I said, I didn't have an issue with the call. I had an issue with the personnel. But mm-hmm. this goes to Canada because if you're Canada, well, you know when you call a bunch crack toss who those bunch receivers are going to be. Right. You know when you say, hey, right. Ray Ray, I want you at the one position and I want Chase on the point, you know what that does to Ray Ray. That put Ray Ray in a bind because Ray Ray's not a big receiver. So now you're trying to run a play that schematically it should work, but because your personnel is flawed in terms of just the right people in the right spots, you're you're failing before you even get yourself a chance to go out there and execute it. You know what I mean? You're setting yourself up for you're failure. You're setting yourself up for and failure. And that's yep. my bigger issue with Canada. I don't like I said, man. On on short yardage plays, you're either going directly a gaps or you're working perimeters. That's what you call. You know, you, you got your jet sweep. That's a perimeter play. You've seen the plays where you're under center and you flick it to the backside, right? You flick it to the running back. He gets one on one with the tight, or he'll be one on one with the corner or with a linebacker, right? Those are all outside hitting plays. We don't have issues with those when they're designed the right way. And you at least feel like you got a fair shot. But when you're trying to run a crack toss on fourth and one and you have smaller guys at the point of attack, it's different. If Ray Ray's on the backside of that block, it's a different block. You make the guy run around you. You can get away with that. At the point of attack, you got to actually be physical and put your face on that guy. And him versus a linebacker versus a safety, that's not the matchup you want. Those are some of my issues with Canada, right? Mm. Now when we progress to Ben, with Ben. Now, I understand he has a menu of plays that he could work with, right? And I'm with him on that, right? In terms of <laughs> a menu. In terms of, okay, well, we're only gonna run these plays you could check in and out of. Okay. And that's fine. I get that. But my part with him is sometimes the decision making after the snap, right? Yes. Where yes. it's like, okay, the play isn't working. Don't force Instead it. Instead of bailing on it, you right. try and be Superman. That that's my thing with yeah. him. It's like, we know you're gonna have some in it, some accuracy issues. We know you're gonna have some ball placement issues. Like, we know your arm shift isn't what it used to be. We get that. But it can't be coupled with bad decision-making. That's when I when I was watching him yesterday. That's what I felt. It was like, I didn't feel like he had this horrendous game, but I did think that he had a couple of bad decisions, mm. and that ultimately added and compounded to everything that we were seeing on that side of the ball. Sure. Now, some of, it, of the bad decisions were because of him, and others were slightly influenced <laughs> by the offensive line as well. But as a whole, when I think of Ben, I'm saying to myself, like, you know how to succeed in this league. You've done it at a high level for too long. Never had a losing season. To make some of these predetermined decisions. That throw, like I said, to Ravy on the flea flicker is, why? Nothing about that said that that was the route. Nothing about that said that that's where the ball should have went. And that's that's the stuff where I'm looking at seven. I'm like, you got to be better in that vein. Then when we go to this offensive line, it's the same stuff we've been talking about. At times, they're getting bullied. At times, they look like they're going to run block, and they do it okay. Then other times, they can't sell the edge. They don't get any movement up front. And then mm-hmm. it also has a trickle-down effect because you watch Najee, mm-hmm. and sometimes Najee runs very physical and decisive. And then other times, uh, you know. He's he, thinking too much. He's thinking. Yeah. He, he's thinking too much out there. I think that's the best way to put and, it. And I say to myself, can I fault him, though, when no. you might get the ball five times – 
in, in five plays. Two of those plays, you get the ball, you got, you know, time to run downhill, make a cut look good. Two of them other plays, you getting hit as soon as you get the ball, and then the other play is just, you know, you might have had a bad read. <laughs> you never know what you're going to get. <laughs> yeah. When I think of that, I'm just like, how do you expect him to be successful and have any type of continuity and rhythm? I, I don't. Because it's like I see when we're judging him as well, and it's like, man, at times I think he's too trying to be, you know, too dancing. Yeah, yeah, he hasn't been blameless. Right, you know, and, and I do feel like that's a part of it, but I, I think, think he's that in his own that head a little too is much. a product of what's in front of him, though. Yeah, I agree with you on that, and I think that might have been, you might have been able to deny that or try to to move that off the truth over the last couple of weeks, but I think yesterday showed that case in point. I, I'm absolutely with you. It's, and you know what, all that stuff too, like all the, inefficiencies that we discuss Mm -hmm. when you combine all of that too with just miscommunication yeah i way too often the offensive line is getting fooled by the defensive front they're showing one thing they're doing another and the offense is is hook line and sinker it you know what it looks like Uh oh in the christmas spirit Uh oh everybody knows peanuts right charlie brown Hey, hey hey it looks like when they pull the football out from charlie brown when he's going to kick it like that's that is pretty funny too. That's what the <laughs> that's what the offense looks like. The offensive line looks like at times. And you know what? When that start when when all these things are happening, right? When when Ben Roethlisberger is trying to do a little bit too much to to make up for a lot of the inefficiencies. When Najee Harris is suddenly maybe I don't know if second guessing himself is the right way to put it, but but thinking too much. Yeah. When when you've got some some play when you've got Deontay Johnson just dropping balls in open field, that was right? The craziest. When, when Chase Claypool has been up and down like like he has been all year. When you combine all these things, and the offensive line is is miscommunicating, they're they're being fooled by defensive fronts. They're missing simple assignments way too often. It's, you know what? Maybe it shouldn't be surprising that the offense hasn't scored a first-half touchdown in five games and that they're really struggling to score points in general. And that, it, it, I mean, it definitely motes feels like they've been found out. It does. It does. And you know the thing that is still, like I said, it's never, I don't, I don't like to say the word funny. It's just like I always like laugh a little bit. But hey, sometimes you gotta find you gotta find humor in the in the sadness. I I do find humor a lot. That's like my my coping device. It's the only way to get through it. (laughs) But it's just crazy how at different stages of the season you could say the exact same thing and it's received different. Mm. We say this in OTAs. Hey, relax. It's early. Yeah, you still got eight weeks till the season starts, Arthur Moe. You say it in training camp. Hey. Don't worry. It's preseason. Ah, it's still four weeks we'll get till right. preseason games. First four games. Oh, we got plenty of season left. It's the first quarter. We ain't tripping. Long time. Bye week. Oh, well, you know, I mean, it's starting to heat up, but don't worry. We all right. We're going to get it going. Here we are with two games left, and now you feel like even more urgency. Now it's like, man, we need to do this, 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 and this. And I'm just saying to myself, <laughs> isn't it a little late for that? Yes, it is. Because – I don't want to seem like a pessimist, but what's the over-under playoff wins you think this team is legitimately capable of? Huh. Because I don't think it's out of, I don't think it's out of this realm to assume that they could beat these last two teams. I mean, we Why know else? what Cleveland no, is, and we know what Baltimore is dealing with right now without Lamar. Baltimore is decimated right so now. So it's like they could 
very, very easily win both of those games. Now they could lose them as well. Sure. No, sure. don't get it. They could lose them, but they can definitely and nine win these seven games and one could get you in and will be in this playoffs. But my question is, realistically, what do we think this see, team is capable of? See, can I can I be honest? I'd set the over under at, at at a half of a <laughs> playoff win. Like it would have to be. I, I don't fault it. I don't fault it at all. They haven't won a playoff game since you were playing. I, I know. That's why I said I don't fault it. I, and that, you know what? That's the kicker to me. Tell me how I should feel. This, this is before before we go to break. And I want your thoughts on this on Twitter too. You guys know where to get at us. Would you? Ra- I know we normally save. Would you rather for Wednesday? I say, wait a minute. Now we having fun today. Would you rather this team wins the last two games? They get into the playoffs at nine, seven, and one. They're one and done once again. You know, they they pick in the very late teens or early 20s, whatever it would be. And, and, and yeah, and the, and the winning streak keeps going. The, the You know, you send Ben Roethlisberger out in the playoffs, 9-7-1, and one, but you don't win a playoff game. And let's not say they get blown out, but yeah. it's it's not like it's, oh, you lose in heartbreaking fashion either. That, that's option A. Or option B is maybe you lose these last two but not, games. not in a tanking situation, correct? No, 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 just, no, not in a tanking. You just lose them. You yeah. just lose them. You finish with the first losing season, like since Pearl Harbor as well, too. Ben Roethlisberger retires, and, and you have to face the music in this regard. Like you and I had this conversation at the end of last season. Mm-hmm. It was really easy to say we started out eleven and zero, and then we had some key injuries on defense, and then COVID crept in, and mm-hmm. we had all these different things, and we just had a really bad game against the Browns, and we lost. And down the stretch, yeah, we went one and four in our last five games or whatever it was. But we're going to run it back. We think the team that we were we were in the first half of the season was much more indicative of who we are than the team we were in the second half of the season. Moats, you can't do that this season. Can't. Nope. But if you win these last two games and you get into the playoffs, maybe. I just that's where because I would love to see them beat the Browns, beat the Ravens, sweep both of those teams in Ben's last year. That's mm-hmm. a fun side story to go to go four and zero against the Browns and the Ravens in Ben's last season. Maybe get into the playoffs as well too. But I have a feeling that if that happens, while we we would feel good in the moment, all we mm-hmm. would really be doing is delaying the inevitable. Because like I said, you can't just say, oh, this team is an offensive line away. This team is a is a shutdown corner away. This team is a quarterback. They're not any one thing away. They've the, the foundation needs some serious repairs. I love when you're right. <laughs> I do. So th- it's the truth, but but I, I I don't know. I really don't know. I, I just have one selfish caveat. I really don't know how to feel in that question that I just asked. I love that question. My only response, if because it's the weird dynamic, right? I deal with the player part versus the fan part because sure, the player, sure. I'm always feeling like. If we get in the dance, we got a chance. Got a chance. We got a chance. But as a realist, a guy that's away from it and could just watch in bird's eye, it's like you really don't have that chance that you make it sound like. No. And I don't think that's being pessimistic. I don't think that's being yeah. – I, I that's just you know being what? You know what? We need a compromise. So what we'll do is we can win the last two or win one of those two. So we secure the winning season. We secure that Ben is going to sweep at least one of these two teams. But, yeah, we got to make sure we don't make the playoffs when we do. I, I guess that. you could still win. You could still, <laughs> you could still win them both that's and not saying. make the yeah, playoffs. You, you definitely could, because we still would need help, and that's the other part. I mean, the the AFC is so convoluted in a sense in terms of like the back end playoff teams. All these teams still going to play each other in terms of Cleveland, right, these Baltimore, next, these next two weeks are going to be real interesting. But like everybody still has to see everybody, but yet 
<laughs> these games are going to have like I mean, think about it. at one point yesterday we were in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. At one point yesterday, I think it was the Ravens and the Browns. No, I think it was Ravens were out. Ravens were out. We were in. We were in. And that flipped flop. Yeah, I then believe. it flipped. Then I think at one point it was another like Buffalo and New England. That's what it was. Yeah, yep. I was gonna say yeah. It was yep. other. I was like, yo, what are we doing? It's like this is crazy. It's crazy. It's, it's partially why we love it, but when you're on that bubble. Yeah, you don't you don't love it quite as much as if like you're the Chiefs and you're sitting right. there pretty and you're just watching it because all play this out. is new for us. Like so, how the Steelers were last year. Yeah. The Steelers had the division wrapped up last year. Think about this: we haven't like had week to, thirteen. We haven't had to watch stadiums like that. I mean, it's been a while. I, obviously, eighteen that was that season, but I think like the legitimate was that fifteen where we was waiting for Buffalo to beat the Jets. Well, eighteen as well too, right? Well, that's what I said. Eighteen. La- yeah, I said eighteen, but I said before I, that. I said 18, but I thought 18 was just a little, I don't know. I just thought it was different because the whole. Didn't we we have a tie that season, too? Yes, we did. That was the opener. Opener, yeah. Oh, against the Browns. Yeah, so it's like, ugh. When you think about those parts, I'm like, God, we don't do this too often. And this is why it feels so weird and uncomfortable to us. So. Yeah. Tell us how. Tell us. Would you? What, what would you rather? Option A: Steelers win both games, nine, seven, and one. Maybe they make the playoffs. Maybe they don't. But you can feel better about the end of the season. Or option B: Face the music and and, and admit that you know, while we still live in the house that everybody on the block covets, while we still are the Pittsburgh Steelers, the house is a little old. Time to do a little remodel. Yeah, yeah. That that house is like, oh, they used to give out the best candy bars. Now nah, they just I. On Twitter, at Wesley Euler, at TheBody52, we are broadcasting live from our brand new iHeartRadio studios. Woo-hoo! Don't you dare go anywhere. We'll get to your reaction and Professor Moats Monday on the other side. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR.